Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome back to another podcast. I hope you're all well, inshallah. I'm good too, alhamdulillah. So today's podcast will be focusing on that one special night in Ramadan called Laylatul Qadr. Now inshallah, this podcast is beneficial to at least a few people, if not the majority of listeners I have, because it is a very, very special night. Now, Laylatul Qadr, often translated as, in English, the night of decree or the night of power. It is a night that falls into the last 10 days of Ramadan. Now, before I get into the details, let me just explain how Ramadan is split up, because some of you may be unaware that it's split up into thirds, and each third is for a different thing. Now, I'll explain that before I get into the last 10 days. Now, there is a hadith in Mishkat al-Musabi, hadith number 1965. Salman al-Farsi told of God's Messenger, وسلم, saying in a sermon which he delivered to them on the last day of Sha'ban, a great month, a blessed month, a month containing a night which is better than a thousand months, has approached you people. God has appointed the observance of fasting during it as an obligatory duty and the passing of its night in prayers as a voluntary practice. If someone draws near to God during it with some good act, he will be like one who fulfills an obligatory duty in another month. And he who fulfills an obligatory duty during it will be like one who fulfills 70 obligatory duties in another month. It is like it is a month of endurance and the reward of endurance is paradise. It is a month of sharing with others and a month in which the believer's provision is increased. If someone gives one who has been fasting something with which to break his fast, it will provide forgiveness of his sins and save him from hell and he will have a reward equal to his without his reward being diminished in any respect. Some of them remarked to God's Messenger وسلم, that they did not have all have the means to give one who had been fasting something with which to break his fast. And he replied, God gives his reward to him who gives one who has been fasting some milk mixed with water or a date or a drink of water with which to break his fast. And anyone who gives a full meal to one who has been fasting will be given a drink from any tank by God and will not thirst until he enters paradise. It is a month where beginning is where the it is a month whose beginning is mercy, whose middle is forgiveness, and whose end is freedom from hell. If anyone makes things easy for his slave during it, God will forgive him and free him from hell. This hadith actually tells us quite a few interesting things. The first point is that Ramadan contains a night which is better than a thousand months. Imagine doing a badha for a thousand months and it being nothing when compared to this one night every single year. This one night mentioned is Laylatul Qadr. The blessings in that one night are immense. SubhanAllah. Another point is that doing a good deed this month is equivalent to doing an obligatory duty outside of Ramadan. 
Imagine just doing a simple good deed like helping someone in need, being equivalent to an obligatory act of worship. That truly shows the greatness of this month. Not just that, but someone who performs an obligatory act of worship this month will be equivalent to performing 70 obligatory acts of worship in a month outside of Ramadan. Again, that's not all. The rewards for feeding others is a thing too. It's honestly amazing the amount of rewards you can get just for the smallest of things, just for the tiniest of things, just for giving someone a date, giving someone a glass of water, someone who's fasting, giving them something to break their fast with. Nothing you do with good intentions is small in the eyes of Allah. It just goes to show that. It just goes to show that no small act of kindness or of goodness is small in the eyes of Allah. And it all adds up and it all matters at the end of the day. Anyways, getting back to the point, the last part of the hadith speaks about the fact that Ramadan is split into three parts called Ashura. Ashura is a word that refers to ten. It literally means ten in Arabic. Quoting the hadith, It is a month whose beginning is mercy, whose middle is forgiveness, and whose end is freedom from hell. The last ten nights, which are these of freedom from hell, are the nights amongst amongst one of which are Laylatul Qadr, one of which. We actually do not know which night specifically, but it's one of the nights. And it's in the last ten days of Ramadan. A lot of Muslims tend to do a lot more ibadah the last ten days because of the blessings. The one night has, that one specific night, the amount of blessings that one night has, causes Muslims all over the world to increase their ibadah during the last 10 days just in case it falls into one of the just in case it falls into that night now to answer the question what is Laylatul Qadr as in why is it so important for us Muslims let's get into this there's a lot of information actually so it's quite it's quite deep in depth, but I'm not obviously going to be able to go into all the detail as I'm one, I'm not a scholar, and two, there is a lot to get into. So let's just begin. We have already spoken about when it is, but not why it is so important. Now, Laylatul Qadr is actually the night in which the Quran was revealed to the Prophet Muhammad. There is actually an ayah in the Quran that speaks on the Quran being revealed in Ramadan. It's in Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 185. The month of Ramadan is that in which was revealed the Quran, a guidance for the people and clear proofs of guidance and criterion. So whoever cites the crescent of the moon, of the month, let him fast it, and whoever is ill or on a journey, then an equal number of other days. Allah intends for you ease and does not intend for you hardship and wants for you to complete the period and to glorify Allah for that too which he has guided you. And perhaps you will be grateful. Here, the month of Ramadan is that in which the Quran was revealed to the Prophet Muhammad quote unquote. The Quran was re- revealed in parts to the Prophet Muhammad wasallam, so he could relay that, in message, that message to those around him 
The first ayahs of the Quran to be revealed to the Prophet Muhammad were actually from Surah Al-Alaq. I hope I'm saying it right. Surah Al-Alaq, ayahs 1 to 5. Reciting the name of your Lord who created, created man from a clinging substance. Reciting your Lord is the most generous, who taught by the pen, taught man that which he knew not. You must have heard the term ikra, meaning read or recite. That was the first revelation brought to the Prophet Muhammad Ikra. In the cave in Mount Hira, actually, in uh, there's this cave on a Mount Hira, which is where he, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, used to actually spend quite a lot of his time, um, prolonged amount, prolonged periods of time, in seclusion, and that's where he used to re- receive revelations, and that's where he used to do his abada and stuff. There are quite a few hadith on that too. You can search it up. You can read about that if you want to know more. Inshallah. Laylatul Qadr is a time of much worship, much more worship than usual. It's a time of extra worship and extra prayer, a time to continue good deeds, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness, and do the most worship you can. It's considered the holiest night of the year by a lot of scholars, and Allah is thought to answer your prayers on this night. I have heard stories of people who have even made du'as on Laylatul Qadr for it to be accepted the very next day or even the same night in their dreams. Alhamdulillah, the mercy of Allah is insane. In a good way, of course. Not in a crazy way. It's crazy how good it is, honestly. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that the night of decree is better than a thousand months. It's in Surah Al-Qadr, Ayah 3. The blessings in this month are unimaginable, honestly. Although we don't know exactly when this night occurs, we are told that it, it is around, it is in the last 10 nights, and in Ramadan, obviously, as I've said before. But as well as that, they also say that it is on an odd night, and that that's from a hadith that, that backs up the claim. It's narrated by Aisha radiallahu anhu that Allah's Messenger sallallahu said, Search for the night of Qadr in the odd nights of the last 10 days of Ramadan in Sahih al-Bakari, hadith number 2017. Now, I believe this to be the last hadith I will reference, although there are literally so many that I just won't be able to cover them, even if this podcast went on for an hour or longer. And honestly, I'm not the sort of person who has the energy to sit and record a podcast for an hour all the time, as I've got kids and other things to do as well. But yeah, there's so much information. You can read about it yourself and search it up. And knowledge is power, so it's good to learn. But yeah, this is the last hadith that I will be referencing for today's podcast. And it is narrated by Abu Hurairah. The Prophet said, Whoever fasted the month of Ramadan out of sincere faith, i.e. belief, and hoping for a reward from Allah, then all his past sins will be forgiven. And whoever stood for the prayers in the night of 
of Qadr, out of sincere faith and hoping for a reward from Allah, then all his previous sins will be forgiven. Isn't sorry? It's in Sahih al-Bukhari, Hadith number two thousand and fourteen. Now imagine all of the sins you have done daily or hourly or minutely. We think we don't sin as much, but if we really think about it, even if we think about it, we will not be able to even imagine or come close to the amount of sin we do every single day. Now we have loads of sins, right? But on top of that, we have loads of sins we don't even know about. We don't even have an idea that we're committing. Loads of things that we do or, or that's normal to us, that is not okay. All of this every day, imagine, multiplied by a whole lifespan, by the days, the years, the months, the weeks, an unimaginable amount of sin just piled up so high, an unfathomable amount. But now think about how all of these sins are gone because of this one month of Ramadan. Because of that one day, that one night of Laylatul Qadr, that one, that one night, that one month, erased all of your sins. Imagine. It's it's unimaginable, honestly, but it's true, according to this hadith. It's such a blessed night of the year, and it's such a blessed month of the year. Yet we always wonder if Allah will ever forgive us. Just think about the endless mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If He can forgive the sins of a lifetime in one blessed night, in one night of prayer, in one night of abadah, Him and His mercy are more, are way more than the bounds of our imagination. And even our thoughts, even in our thoughts we just can't comprehend His mercy. Subhanallah. Allah and His mercy are endless. He is so merciful and something that us as humans truly don't deserve. And it's true, we really don't. So, <laughs> before I get emotional, like the previous episode, let's continue talking and let's talk about what we should do on Laylatul Qadr, okay? Because we've spoken about what, what it is, when it is, but there's no point speaking about all of that and leaving what you can do out, right? So let's talk about what you can do, what you can do to make the most of your Laylatul Qadr. During this holy night, we should try to increase our du'as and salawats. This is a night where all du'as are accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Accepted as in only if it's good for you, remember. We may want something, but it doesn't mean it's good for us, yeah? Only Allah knows what's good for you. However, if it is good for you, then Allah will accept it, surely, as that's what has been said. Now, another thing you can do is increase your Quran recitation. Um, reading more Quran on that particular night will only increase you in reward, honestly. So make the most of that special night. Um, you can give sadaqah or charity. The reward of doing anything on this night is increased. So imagine how charity... Something so important in Islam would be increased for you in reward by giving it on this night specifically. Maybe you can increase your prayers and do extra ones, for example. Um, an example would be the prayer of gratitude. 
there's also um, there are quite a few extra prayers you can do. The prayer of gratitude is one most of us should start doing because honestly, if you think about it, we have so much in this world and in this life that we aren't grateful for. Most of us, honestly, is most of us. Most of us breathe fine. Most of us see fine. Of course, a lot of us wear glasses. I wear glasses myself. Most of us see fine with the glasses. Some people are blind completely, okay? We can, most of us breathe fine. Most of us taste fine. Most of us feel fine. We can touch things. We can walk fine. Most of us don't have any issues with our bodies internally either. Not just externally, but internally. A lot of people have illnesses and sicknesses and chronic illnesses and cancer and so many, so many things. Disabilities, mental health issues, the list goes on. But some of us are very, very blessed. And even if you do have mental health issues, it doesn't mean that Allah hasn't given you anything to be grateful for. Most of us have a roof over our head. Most of us have people beside us to lean on for some support, both emotionally and spiritually. Okay? Most of us do have a lot, a lot in life. And I reckon all of us have at least one blessing. Not one, at least most, all of us in this world have a big amount of blessings that we don't see. If you're homeless and you live on the street, right? You've got eyes that see, most likely. You've got a nose that smells. You've got working limbs. I've seen people myself who are homeless, but they have a working body. And then, maybe you're disabled, you're handicapped, but you have a house, you have a roof over your head, you have food for your belly every time it's hungry. You have support with you, people who care for you, who are there for you, who help you every day, emotionally and physically and spiritually and everything. We all have something we need to be grateful for. And that's one thing I want to add to my list as well, to start doing, doing the prayer of gratitude. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows how much each of us are capable of. So definitely don't feel bad and don't despair if you are unable to stay up all night to do ibadah. Because I know I, sure, I surely won't be able to, right? With my kids who drain my energy during the day. Yeah? They drain all my energy during the day. So, I might not be able to stay up all night. There's not a might. I definitely won't be able to stay up all night. But just try as much as you can, okay? Just try. Honestly. There's... There's no excuse, right? Yes, you're tired, but try, do a little bit, yeah? Even without saying to Allah our problems and our struggles, He knows our struggles and our problems. He knows my struggles and what I go through. He knows your struggles and what you go through. So we just need to try our best to do the most we are able to do, right? Just don't give up and do nothing. Just don't give up, sit back and say, oh, I'm too tired. Allah understands your struggles. He, he also knows when you're being lazy or when you're making excuses. So don't do that. Be sincere.
be honest with yourself because you can't hide it from Allah. You can only try and make excuses for yourself. Do you really feel drained or are you not bothered to do worship? Do you really feel drained or do you prefer to scroll on TikTok for an hour? Do you really feel tired from an exhausting day at work or with the kids? Or do you really just want quote-unquote downtime to scroll on Instagram instead of downtime with your creator? Don't do that. It's such a blessed night. May Allah make it blessed for all of us. And may he make it easy for all of us to be able to take the opportunity and to be able to spend our night in the best and most youthful way we can. Be it for a few hours, an hour or the whole night. Let's try our best, inshallah. Ameen. And alhamdulillah, that was a very short podcast after the last few I have released that were about 30 minutes each, I believe. This I tried to keep short because there is a lot of information but I am not a qualified scholar or anything of the sort to be able to go into depth and understand fully. This is just from what I know and from what I read and study in my spare time to be able to write up for this podcast, okay? And to help you guys and to help myself, okay? Everything I say, everything I write, everything I record is for me, first and foremost, and for you guys too. I'm not saying I know all of this, you guys need to come and join my level. No, I'm saying this is for me, this is for you too. Let's learn together, let's grow together, okay? Inshallah, we can all do better. Now, Alhamdulillah, that's all for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed and found this podcast beneficial. Also, for more contact, contact, sorry, content, you can follow me on Instagram at Faratalks, the exact same spelling and name as my podcast. Until next time, salam.